0: Welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and I'm back with Mary Alice Carpenter, a midwife and team member here at Baby Chick. We're here doling out no-nonsense pregnancy and parenting advice. We've worked with hundreds of families and have condensed all that we've learned to bring you simple, practical, and immediate advice for preventing pregnancy and parenting conundrums. Mary Alice is near the end of her pregnancy, due December 25th, and I'm officially in my third trimester, 28 weeks. We both have been experiencing a lot of different things during our pregnancies. We've already covered the first and second trimesters with all of you on our podcast, and today we're going to chat with you about the third trimester, as well as what we're experiencing and what you may expect from your third trimester. Here we go. We're back. hi. Okay. And we're in our third trimesters. Mary Alice, how Crazy. are you doing?
1: I'm <laughs> hanging in there. How are you? <laughs> Girl, I'm feeling big. <laughs> <laughs> How many weeks are you right now?
0: Well, when you guys listen to this, I'll be a couple weeks further along. But right now, I am officially 28 weeks. So I am now in my third trimester. Awesome,
1: and ah, you are? I'm 37 weeks. So I am oh. hoping the baby's <laughs> out when y'all listen. To this. <laughs> but For your sake, yeah, but that's you know, it's wishful thinking. (laughs) Yeah. For your
0: sake, I'm hoping the same thing too. I'm like, please, baby Jesus, let that baby be in her arms before her due date. So that'd be great. We'll see. (laughs) So you guys, the third trimester begins in week 28 of pregnancy and lasts until you give birth, which may be around obviously week 40 of pregnancy. But if you're like me, it might be 41 plus weeks, but it's until you give birth. So, So, Mary Alice, the third trimester, now that I'm in it, I mean, I've been through it before, but now that I'm in it, I want to know,
1: how has it been for you? How's it going? It's going good. I mean, it's going good. The first, I would say once I hit 28 weeks, I did start to feel like, okay, now I feel like I'm in, like I do feel third trimester-y, like more achy and more... Like I would get more tired. I definitely, as third trimester has gone on, I've returned to a, you know, not quite daily, but if I could fit it in daily nap schedule, (laughs) whereas like in my (laughs) second trimester, I had so much more energy and especially coming off of like being so sick. But so definitely a little, I'm feeling big. I feel really big. I'm feeling pregnant. I'm yeah. feeling really <laughs> pregnant. I saw someone the other day and she hadn't seen me in a while. And she was like, you really look like a torpedo. I was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even-
1: well, my belly is really pointy. I'm not very wide. I'm like very pointy. Wow. So I think maybe that was, I don't know. I honestly don't know. People <laughs> <laughs> say all kinds of things. People do. They
0: really, really do. It's so funny. So what are the biggest changes that, you know, you said obviously like the fatigue and all of that, but anything else like big changes for you?
1: No, I mean, I think I've never been through the third trimester before. So for me, like having more Braxton Hicks and contractions and feeling more like cervical pain, not pain, but like cervical lightning crotch kind of things. Those for me, I knew that was coming, but it's definitely interesting. Those are sensations I have never felt before. <laughs> so okay, <I> think, great. <laughs> yeah. And well, I mean, honestly, even though it's all like, we would categorize those as like pregnancy discomforts, they're also very encouraging. Like it feels like even if I go past my due date, I'm glad that things are happening because it feels like something's happening. Like, even if it's, I just think it's good for morale. <laughs> like, for it's sure. like, okay, it's continuing. Like, it doesn't just feel like the same, like, I'm going to be pregnant forever. It does feel like my body is trying to get ready. And that feels, that you know, it's encouraging.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, that's good. I'm so glad. I'm glad that you're finding, you know, the positive side of all these (laughs) symptoms that you're experiencing. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, you know, guys, just like Mary Alice listed some of the things, these are very common things that all of us can experience in the third trimester. And I can completely relate. I swear, it's like my body knew like, oh, you're 28 weeks, third trimester, bring on the hormones. You're going to cry at everything. (laughs) Bring on the like lightning crotch, bring on the tiredness. Like you're super tired. And then also out of breath, like doing nothing, but like you're out of breath. It's yeah. It's, it's really interesting. I don't know. It's going to be fun. (laughs) It's going to be a fun three months y'all, but as you said, I I do appreciate all of these things because, yeah, it means that we're getting that much closer to meeting our little babies, and it's going to be all good. So, Mary Alice, let's kick this off and talk about some of the things that pregnant people can expect during their pregnancies in the third trimester. Let's go for it.
1: Absolutely. Well, the first one would be, and for me, again, like as soon as I hit 28 weeks, I felt this way again, is like the return of the fatigue. Um, Nowhere near, nowhere near second trimester or first trimester fatigue for me. But you know, your body is going through a lot. (laughs) You put on a lot of weight just from like baby and placenta and, you know, your blood volume has doubled by the time you reach 28 weeks. So it's normal to feel tired. You've grown a whole person and who could conceivably exist outside of your body now. And it's normal to be tired. So eat well, eat frequently, stay active. Exercising can definitely, it feels counterintuitive, but I promise it can help with your energy levels and take a nap if you need to.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I will say, I didn't really, you know, exercise at all with my first pregnancy and I felt so much more tired. But this time, now that I've been working out pretty consistently, even though, yes, I am still tired, I do have more energy, which is like necessary when you have a toddler. So th- there's, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. But with that, with fatigue also comes, you know, sleeping troubles like insomnia you're less comfortable because you're, you know, things are growing boobs, belly, butt. I mean, it, it happens. And then also dreams.
1: Oh my gosh, Mary Alice, have you yeah, been having crazy God. dreams or no? Crazy dreams, I had crazy <laughs> dreams, my whole pregnancy, but I feel like now I'm having even more crazy dreams because I wake up more frequently to pee. And so I feel like I'm in that like dream state more, or maybe I just remember them, but I have cr- yeah, crazy dreams. And it's also I mean, that's another part of sleeping. I haven't had it. I know you've had some insomnia. I haven't had any insomnia, but I just, I'm at the point where I wake up like four times in the middle of the night to pee. And the first time is at like 1230. (laughs) Like like (laughs) I got like an hour of sleep and and now I'm up. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. And that's basically, even though it's not insomnia, it it feels like insomnia because you're waking up all the
0: time. Yeah. And then also
1: you just have so many things to think about and so then it's sometimes it can be hard to fall back like, asleep. That's true. That's true. Have you been feeling less comfortable when you're going to sleep? Like is it getting harder for you to, you know, get comfortable in bed? Only a little bit. I have I haven't used a pregnancy pillow, but I have a big king-size pillow that I sort of like curl my body around and that is super comfy for me, but what's not What's getting a lot harder is, like, flip-flopping back and forth. Um, Yes. And I feel like a beached whale trying to flip over.
0: (laughs) Preach, girl. I feel this, like, in my bones. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I do it. And then now I'm feeling my pubic bone, that my pubic Mm -hmm. symphysis, like, slightly separating every time I, like, try to do an odd maneuver. And I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. So – Yeah, guys, trouble sleeping is is one of the things that you can expect, but it's very normal. And I just keep telling myself, you know what? I'm not gonna get much sleep when this baby comes anyway. So
1: might as well get used to it now. So yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's true. You don't really wanna go from sleeping like straight nine hours a night to being up, you know, feeding a baby all night. So I guess (laughs) it's sort of like weaning yourself off of a full night's sleep. (laughs) nature has its way of preparing us, isn't it great? (laughs) Well, you might also experience some shortness of breath in your third trimester. This is actually something I haven't had a lot of, but I have a very long torso and I'm wondering if that's one reason why I haven't felt that. Like I don't feel like the baby is super high up. However, practicing good posture can really help with that winded feeling, especially if it's, you know, you're sitting and I do feel that like if I hunch over a lot, if I'm like hunched over my computer a lot, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it feels so good to lean back. I can like get so much more air in my lungs. I agree. Yeah.
0: No, I would, I, seriously, I was recording some videos in baby girl's nursery and guys, All I did was go up a flight of stairs and sit down and start like, and it wasn't even after the flight of stairs. It was just working on the video and I guess talking. I just, I was like (sighs) trying to catch my breath and I was like, oh my God, is this COVID or is this pregnancy? (laughs) Like (laughs) I started freaking out and then I realized, oh wait, yeah, you're, you have a big baby in your belly. So it's just shortness of breath. I do think
1: I get a little more (laughs) winded going up the stairs than I used to. (laughs) <laughs> Very true. So yes, that, that can happen. And I,
0: I'm right there in that one. Yep heartburn. So Mary Alice,
1: before I start talking about heartburn, have you had this oh, at had, all in your pregnancy? Oh yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a prescription med for it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have, oh I've had a horrible heartburn and part of it was, that's what was making, I think that that's part of why I was throwing up so much at the beginning of my mm. pregnancy because yeah. I was throwing up, not when I felt nauseous, but when like after I ate, like especially really acidic foods, So I was throwing up and like hot liquids. It was really gross. I don't really need to describe that to everyone. (laughs) But it was gross. And so, yes, I am... I am taking something for that. See, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so
0: sorry for that. But y'all, this is something that's very common. I know so many women during their pregnancies have this issue. So basically, your pregnancy hormones relax that valve between your stomach and esophagus, which can allow that stomach acid to reflux into your esophagus, which causes that heartburn. So also, your uterus is growing and pushing your stomach and its contents upwards. So that doesn't help. So to really prevent that, we've talked about this before, but eating those small meals, frequently. So frequent small meals and avoid those fried foods, citrus foods, like you were saying, Mary Alice, that you were eating and it was upsetting you. Even chocolate, spicy foods, you know, all of those things can really cause that that heartburn to flare up. And if it continues and really bothers you, absolutely talk to your doctor or midwife about it because you may need to get on a prescription medication Yeah, and um, or they might give you some things. other yeah, yeah, you natural alternatives too. too.
1: Yeah. What are those, Mary Alice? Well, papaya enzyme can be really helpful for some people drinking milk, helps to neutralize their stomach acid. And then even like Tums and Rolaids can be great. I just I kind of had an extreme case cuz I just kept I just kept like vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just the discomfort, it was just like I was throwing up and I right. needed to kick that in the kick that, that needed to go away. (laughs) um, But no, there are definitely, I mean, even just taking some Tums can be super helpful.
0: Yeah. But again, talk to your doctor or midwife because you don't want to be overtaking that because I know that some
1: people will pop those. Yeah. You don't want to eat too many of
0: those. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, in your third trimester, it's also very normal to have low back pain, hip and sciatic pain. Obviously, this is, I feel like, Everybody knows this, but as you know, your pregnancy progresses, you're producing more of the hormone relaxin, your joints are spreading apart, your hips are spreading apart, your growing belly is pulling forward, pulling your center of gravity. Also, your abs are like, you know, like gone to hell, like they, they don't, they're not really doing anything anymore. And so it's, it can be really normal to have an achy back, to feel some hip pain. Some people have like a sharp shooting pain down their lower back, which is, and down, sometimes like down one of their legs, which is called sciatica. So there are a lot of different exercises that you can do, different stretches that you can look up, especially like hip opening stretches, can be super helpful. And also sitting in a chair with good back support and making sure that you're wearing good shoes when you exercise is that's for me, I definitely notice a difference um, if I'm wearing good shoes versus wearing like unsupportive shoes. But yeah. you know, you can see a chiropractor, you can definitely talk to your healthcare provider about some of the things you can do. Some people will wear like a sciatic belt kind of around their hips to help. So there's a lot of different, you know, remedies you can do sleep positions, you can try and change to, to help with this. But unfortunately, it's it's one of the more common um, aches and pains of late pregnancy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I haven't had the lower back pain yet or the hip, but the sciatic pain I definitely experienced but I am feeling very fortunate it's gone away. Now have you been feeling a lot of aches
1: and pains? I haven't had any sciatica. I have had, I think I mentioned this in a, in one of our earlier podcasts, but my whole right leg is numb. Numb, <laughs> um, yes. And that is really weird. <laughs> and it got worse uh, sort of at the beginning of my third trimester. And then in the past couple of weeks, it's gotten better. And I, my chiropractor and my midwife think that it's because the baby is more engaged. And so it sort of moved off of, like, she's a lot lower. So maybe she's, like, moved off of the nerve. And also, as my pelvis has spread apart a little bit more, they were like, you know, just whatever was getting pinched has gotten less pinched. So it's still numb, but it's not – like I had gotten to a point where it was throbbing really badly. So I'm really thankful for that. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't hurt me near, near as much as it did before.
0: Ugh, thank goodness. Yeah. That's just not pleasant. So no. good. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. <laughs> and with that, as Mary Alice was saying, like throbbing and things bulging and all of that, oh my goodness. Let's go to varicose veins, spider veins, hemorrhoids. I know we kind of talked about varicose veins and hemorrhoids in the second trimester, but they can really flare up Mm -hmm. in the third trimester. So, the varicose veins they're like you know bulging veins that you really find in your your lower body so your legs back of your legs uh, typically and it's just that extra blood that you're pumping it's increased blood circulation and it also if you don't have varicose veins you may have these tiny red purplish veins known as spider veins and those can appear not only in your legs but also you know in your face neck and arms luckily it's not as common there but it can happen and then The lovely hemorrhoids, those painful, itchy varicose veins in your rectum can also happen. And that's just, again, baby engaged in your pelvis, putting so much pressure down there. And also when you're passing those, you know, bowel movements, it can can cause varicose veins to to happen there. So to ease swelling, I really recommend, you know, keeping your body going, staying active. So exercise, elevate your legs frequently, compression hose or compression socks can also help. And then also also for the varicose or, uh, or for the hemorrhoids include like plenty of fiber in your diet and drink lots of fluid fluids. And then just for relief, if you are experiencing that, you know, a nice warm, uh, bath is super helpful or witch hazel pads or sits baths, those things can really relieve that area. Like I said, in a previous podcast, just putting lavender mm-hmm. essential oil on my hemorrhoids really helped. And the funny thing is they've, re- I mean, after doing that, they've gone away. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just been a bit more mindful of okay i need to drink more water i need to be active and so they have they have gone away
1: so have you experienced any of these three i have always gotten spider veins <laughs> even like they just, my mom has them all over her legs. I'm sure it's genetic. I have, so I have definitely had some increased spider veining in my thighs. And I've yeah. a- also always struggled with hemorrhoids. And it has definitely gotten worse towards the end. But again, the lavender oil trick is, that's a favorite of mine. Um, oh, for so sure. So that really helps me. And I'm sure it'll, I'm sure that after pushing, we'll be we'll be back doing all of the things. (laughs) Because hemorrhoids, the thing about hemorrhoids is that they never truly go away. so they can once you get them, they're like they (laughs) are. So they can shrink like back inside of your rectum, and they can like not be painful, and they can you know kind of not bother you and be sort of hidden but generally if you've had them before something like straining like pushing a baby out of your body will usually bring them back <laughs> yeah <Aww. laughs> so true so true well swelling that's another third trimester pregnancy symptom that most people know about and you know you always hear like, oh, I can't wear my rings anymore, or that your feet will swell. And minor swelling in your ankles and your hands is normal. It I find that with my clients, and with and definitely I found that with myself, is very dependent on my diet. So if I eat too much sugar or if I eat something super salty, I the next day my rings feel tight. I haven't had to take my rings off yet and I've only had a few I've had a couple of instances where I haven't been able to get my shoes on after sitting at a table for a long period of time and like my mm. legs dangling. But yeah. I haven't had any major swelling other than that and it's always by like upping my upping my fluid intake and wearing compression socks it's it's always gone away. But pay attention to your diet. And if you do experience swelling in your face and like extreme swelling in your ankles and hands, you definitely want to contact your hand. I'm sorry. You definitely want to contact your healthcare provider because these can be signs of preeclampsia, especially when accompanied by vision or abdominal pain. You just really want to be careful about that.
0: I agree. Absolutely.
1: So another thing that you might experience
0: that we briefly mentioned is lightning crotch. Yeah, this one. you said that
1: you're feeling yeah. that? Oh, yes. I always sort of wondered, like, what is that? What's that going to be what like? I feel like? And <laughs> the first time it happened, I was like, oh, that's lightning crotch. <laughs> like, no. So explain no this to people that. who have no idea what this is.
0: What well, is this feeling me, that
1: you would say? To me, it feels like, oh, that's my cervix. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> where that body part is. <laughs> and someone is poking it. <laughs> yes. And however, I guess like, I feel it a lot if she moves, like if she kicks and then like, I feel her head go down, like it's movement to me. Like that's when I'm feeling it is if she moves and like puts pressure down, I feel it then. So I I know that, you know, obviously everybody's different, but that's sort of been my experience with lightning crunch. But it happens like, I wasn't expecting it. I guess I started feeling it like 34 weeks. I felt it a few times, 35 weeks. I started feeling it like almost every day. And by 36 weeks, it was like, okay, is this is happening like all day, every day. Is this uh-huh. ever going to end? But it's not, I guess to me, it feels like, okay, well, she's head down and at least she's low and that's towards the exit. And so I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it. Would you, for me, it's not painful. It's just uncomfortable and an odd sensation, but w- would oh, you I describe, would describe it, as it. I would describe it as painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. See, well, and Liam when with my first pregnancy. I didn't really have that much lightning crotch. He was mainly, I guess he was just higher up because I had a lot of rib pain. Like he would mm. just kick and kick and kick. And my right rib was so sore, but I didn't really have much, of that. See, I, you haven't, know, had lot, I haven't had a lot of
1: rib pain. Ah, I, have like, see? I have It's a, either down or up. Yeah. I have a <laughs> solid like five fingers between where her booty is and my ribs. Like I have a pretty, oh, like, wow. she's really, I mean, I feel like she's really kind of lower, but I also have a long torso I and mean, yeah, I'm a yeah. lot taller than you are.
0: You are that <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah. No, see, and for this, so, and it's so true the third, ch- as soon as I hit 28 weeks on Monday, all of a sudden I feel like she's playing with my cervix. Like yeah. she's just jabbing yeah. it and poking it. But I don't, I just feel it as like, Oh wow. Ooh, what is this? So I don't really, I don't know. I'm not saying it's like painful. I'm just saying it's, that's probably a better attitude.
1: <laughs> I'm like, no, that, that like hurts. <laughs>
0: that's great oh my gosh that's so funny so yeah lightning crotch y'all
1: if you haven't experienced it you'll know it when you feel it (laughs) yes and third trimester generally people are back to peeing constantly I don't know I peed constantly the whole pregnancy I can't I don't really feel like it picked back up I feel like I just but, I have a notoriously small bladder, and now you have a baby head sitting on your bladder. Um, so you know your baby's applying more pressure to the bladder. You might find yourself using the restroom more frequently, and you might leak a little bit of pee, especially when you laugh or cough or sneeze or bend or lift. That I have definitely experienced. and it is weird. I, and y'all, let me interrupt
0: Mary Alice because she has the perineum. From what I've heard, not that I know, but like I have
1: she a, has I have very strong pelvic floor. I have a very. I have been told I have a by perineal people that I have a very strong perineum, and so it, for me, so it, for you to leave, yeah, that's a it's, lot. It's when I laugh. It's if I like am uncontrollably laughing and also have to pee. (laughs) That's when it happens. But there's just only so much you can do when you're laughing really hard. And I feel that.
0: I get it. Yeah. So me, on the other hand, oh, no, I've always had that issue. So I'm (laughs) like, this is just part of it. And, you know, I have been working on it. So luckily, this, this pregnancy, I haven't had any leakage. I mean, go me. That's pretty great. But I'm sure this is about to change now that I'm in the third trimester. So, yeah, panty liners, ladies. Mm-hmm. If you have this issue, panty liners are your friend. Yep. <laughs> and with things coming out in the nether regions, you may experience increased vaginal discharge. This is another thing that we had talked about, I believe, in the second trimester, you, you experiencing a little bit more, but definitely in the third trimester, you might notice more of this like white colored vaginal discharge, which may contain more mucus. And this is all normal as your body is preparing mm-hmm. for labor and delivery. But yeah, you might be noticing more of that in your underwear. And yeah. I know I have, but I've had more discharge this pregnancy than I did my first. I know that you said you haven't really, with this pregnancy, has it ramped up in the third
1: trimester? Yeah, a little bit. It's definitely ramped up, but not as like, I mean, as a midwife, I remember, you know, I've had people say like, oh, sometimes I'm confused if like I've peed or if it's discharge or if my water is broken. And I'm like, okay, I'm not having that much. and, (laughs) And nothing like that, but definitely more than before. So. Yeah. But that's good to hear because you guys, maybe you do experience that amount of discharge and knowing that that's normal and everyone's bodies are different. Yeah. Very normal. Stretch marks might be coming your way. Sometimes people get stretch marks on their stomach, their breasts, their thighs, their booty. And we've said this before, but it's very genetic. You can do, obviously do all the things to help reduce their appearance and really keeping your skin from getting dry. It's winter right now. So that's a big thing like using lotion or an oil, but I have not gotten any stretch marks, but I've also had so many clients who haven't had any. And then like at 40 weeks, they have like six yep. pop up. Yep. Um, 39 weeks. Yeah. That's when my showed up yeah. and I was like, perfect. <laughs> I haven't had any, and I've never had stretch marks. And I like some of my friends got them when they went through puberty like sort of on their thighs or their breasts, but I've never had any stretch marks and my mom didn't really get stretch marks. Um, So I'm not, not sure if that's, I have really oily skin and that maybe could be helpful to me, but we'll see. Yeah. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Well, knowing that, yeah, you may be one of the lucky ones and not have to not that, you know, stretch marks are great, y'all. It's your body stretching to grow a baby. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with yeah. them. But yeah, that's that you may be in the clear, Mary
1: Alice. That's pretty cool. We'll see. I've also had I had a few I remember I had this one client and she used to she was like really she tried really hard not to get stretch marks. She put lotion on every day and she would ask her husband, do I have any stretch marks? Do I have any stretch marks? And then after the baby was born, she realized that she had had some like on the bottom of her belly, but she hadn't been able to see them. And her husband just always told her no, but really like there were a few there, but that she just couldn't see. And she was like, he never told me. I was like, Oh, maybe I want to break her heart. I was like, maybe I have some hiding. (laughs) No,
0: I'm sure you would see. Mary Alice, you know your body well. I'm not convinced. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, so another thing is the fetal movement changing. Oh my goodness. I feel like just entering right now into the third trimester, I am for sure feeling her like kick and punch and move a lot more. And it's definitely like bigger movements and stronger movements, which is encouraging. So yeah, that you can definitely experience in the early weeks of the third trimester. But later as your baby gets bigger it's going to get tighter in there. So it's not going to be as big of movements. You'll feel more of like stretches and a roll, but fewer kicks and punches. So there's just less room for them to, to really do all of that big, big movement. So If you think that you have noticed just less activity than usual, we definitely recommend that you guys do a kick count. So your baby should be doing 10 movements in two hours. So drink something sugary like some apple juice or orange juice and lay down. I'm not saying lay down for two hours. Obviously, we don't have that time, but lay down to see if anything kind of picks up. And these movements don't need to be big movements. They don't need to be like a huge kick or a huge roll or something like that but as long as you're feeling some movement or activity, that is good. So keep track of that number in the two hours
1: once you start those uh, counting your your kicks. Every little movement that you feel counts towards that 10. Another change in fetal movement that I noticed is I this baby gets the hiccups way more Aww. like several times a day and I think that that's obviously every baby's different but I this I'm like, We have the hiccups all the time, (laughs) and that was not not the case before.
0: (laughs) Oh, but that again—that's encouraging. Knowing, like, okay, yep, hiccups are happening. Those lungs are getting stronger. Yeah, like you're
1: practicing breathing. (laughs) That's
0: great. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. Yeah, no, I, I with Liam, he got the hiccups every single day, and it was at least twice a day. So. Yep, that yeah. that always made me feel better. I just thought it was the funniest thing too. It wasn't like, it wasn't painful. They drive
1: me crazy. They I, do? And They're <laughs> so annoying to me. I mean, they're reassuring for sure, but just like, as far, it's very difficult for me to focus while she has the hiccups. In fact, I, I thought of this because she has the hiccups right now. And it's very difficult for me to like, it's almost like I feel overstimulated <laughs> by it. Aw, yeah. So, it's like a lot of movement or a lot of like, It's like, I don't know, just some, it's almost like I have the hiccups. Like, you know, like when you have the hiccups, it's hard to focus on anything else. That's kind of how I feel when she has the hiccups. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I get that. That makes
0: sense. I guess Liam's always happened like in the evening. So I was always on like the couch, on my computer working, but then I just thought it was hilarious. And I'd be like, hey, Brian, (laughs) you want to feel our son have hiccups? It was just the funniest thing. I don't know. But I I, I don't know. That was just me. Maybe I'm I, maybe that's just me remembering it, And probably when it happens, I'm gonna be like, oh, yeah, this is this is annoying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> might be that way too. We'll see. Well, in your third trimester, you might also start to feel some increased Braxton hicks. I think we talked about them a little bit in our second trimester podcast, but usually in your third trimester, you have an increase in irregular practice contractions. Especially if this is not your first baby, lots of first time moms don't ever notice or feel Braxton Hicks before they go into labor. But usually if it's your second baby, you'll feel it a lot more. Um, and it feels kind of just like all of a sudden your uterus is really tight and then it relaxes. And y- usually there isn't a pattern and they shouldn't be painful. And most people notice them more in the afternoon or the evening after physical activity, after having sex. Uh, but they do occur more often as you progress in your third trimester and approach your due date. And I have them constantly, all the time. Like Really? Oh, my God. I, I mean, I get at least one or two an hour. Wow. And, yeah, I, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I get up to pee, I def, I get one just, like, getting out of bed. Everything – I don't, wouldn't say I have, like, an irritable uterus because that would be, like, constant. But I just – I have I have a lot of them. I don't know yeah. why. No, that sounds healthy and fine. But yeah, it, I'm, like – Yeah, surprising. it's surprising. It is surprising. And I also – I'm very in tune with my body. And I think that, like, some – maybe some people wouldn't notice them. Right. But I'm just – I'm a little you – know, like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. And I'm and i the lady with the irritable uterus. So yeah, <laughs> uh, last, last pregnancy, it was just constant, but I am feeling so grateful. I have only experienced them when I'm feeling really stressed. So if it's like a really busy work day, we have like a photo shoot going on and like my kid's not acting right. Or like, I just have a ton of things on my plate, which is actually kind of a lot <laughs> of the times, but I'm feeling grateful because with him, I mean, I swear once, I think I was, I think I was 27 weeks. They just started coming every two minutes and it was lasting for days. So it was kind of scary, but they did slow down. Again, I I started that calcium magnesium supplement after that, uh, when I was pregnant with Liam and that significantly helped. Obviously I you know, my midwife suggested that. So that helped, but I'm feeling grateful that I'm not in that situation just yet. And hopefully can avoid it this time. Oh, fingers crossed. Okay. The next thing, colostrum y'all, them leaky boobs. Mm -hmm. I will say with my first pregnancy, I did not experience that. I didn't see a drop until like (laughs) day three (laughs) after he was born. So, and that was just me, but I know I swear, Mary Alice, I feel like you're going to be able to, like, feed the entire village. <laughs> That's just my, like, intuition.
1: So have you been experiencing the leaky breath? Oh, yes. I've had, like, every breast change known to man. And I <laughs> I was taking a bath a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm just going to, like, pinch my nipples and see if anything comes out. And it was, like, like out of, like, four different little, you know, spots, I had... Colostrum come out, and I was like, "Okay, this is awesome." I was like, "That is, is amazing, so encouraging." <laughs> I oh, must that feel must so, feel so good. It did. I was like, "Thank you for working." Like, thank you so <laughs> much. I was so thankful. I was, and like, that's what was I so
0: I weird. Want but to know, also. Like, that is such a good thing because then I feel like you're not going to be wondering like am i getting is my milk coming out is the baby getting anything cuz you already are
1: seeing something right now before she's even born yeah, so that's not sure. encouraging for sure it felt very encouraging and i know that i mean i know that some women towards the end of pregnancy they don't even have to like they don't have to try and hand express or get it out at all and they just have kind of leaky breasts um and so just know that that's normal some people take their bra off and have a little bit of wetness and totally normal yeah Or
0: you could be like me and feel absolutely nothing and be dry until your baby's born.
1: That's also normal. And Nina
0: successfully breastfed and had plenty of milk. (laughs) Yes. Yes. For seven months I did that. But I have plenty of milk. So I had to work hard for that milk, girl. I had to wake up every morning at between one and four AM to pump just to make sure. I you mean, yeah, him. I guess I did you
1: grow did. a child. <laughs> it, was a, it was a feat, but you did it. Yes.
0: So yes, colostrum. It's obviously your body's warming up to feed your baby. So this is completely
1: normal if you experience it, but
0: it's also normal if you don't. So something to be in, keep in
1: mind. And along with the end of pregnancy, you may have lots of emotional ups and downs. And this is so normal. Like Nina said, she turned 28 weeks and started crying at everything. I've definitely noticed an increased just I feel just an increased sensitivity in my emotions. And that's just from all of your hormones. And also just normal like thoughts and fears and feelings that you have. Your anticipation is growing, you may be You know, nervous or excited or fearful about childbirth or about having a baby or about adding a baby to your family. You may be, you know, taking classes or thinking more about the reality of it. I know that my husband had said, and I didn't really realize until this week how much he had taken this to heart, but he had kind of compartmentalized like after Thanksgiving is when this is really going to get real. And after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving passed, and all of a sudden he was asking me all of these like really, really Practical questions about like what's it going to be like when the baby's here and what does this look like and how do you burp a baby and how do you do all these things and I was like oh wow all of a sudden you've really come to this realization that this is actually happening <laughs> we're we're having a baby yeah. <laughs> and I think that a lot of women when they're pregnant that also sort of happens in their third trimester you you know you've been like we're you know just in the middle of it, and you feel like you've been pregnant for so long. And then at the end, you're like, Oh, this is like real. (laughs) And I think for me, as soon as it hit December, you know, my the month that I was due, that's when things started feeling more and I started having some heightened emotions about just like, Oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. And it's so weird, like you're anxious, but you're excited, but there's a lot of unknowns. And so that's just anyway, all to say that this is all normal. And Take a bath, listen to some relaxing music or hypno babies or hypnobirthing tracks or work on your birth plan or practice your breathing and relaxation, get a massage. Just do what you need to do to relax and wait for baby.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, uh, and you guys, like I said before, like when I hit 28 weeks, I – Liam was acting like a little butthole that morning and he was just being a, a total three-year-old, really difficult, really hard on me. And I dropped him off at school and then I went to go do my workout. And two people in my workout class were like, oh, when do you do? And I'm like, end of February. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you have a ways to go. And normally I'd be like, yeah, I do have some time. I legit went home and cried. (laughs) I went home and cried because I was like, I'm just so big. Everyone thinks I'm like, dude, this month, but I'm not. You know, and what helps for me is just talking about it, like talking about it with your partner, talking about it with a friend and just letting it out because, you know, you're being irrational. You know, you're being, you know, just a little extra, (laughs) but it feels good to just let it out and and move on. So, yeah, I totally agree with you, Mary Alice, for sure. Okay. Next thing that we want to talk about is what to expect from your prenatal care, because things are going to be changing now that you're in your third trimester. So the first thing is your appointments are going to increase. So you've been seeing your midwife or doctor every month. Well, now that you're 28 weeks, you're going to be seeing them every two weeks. And that's from 28 weeks to 36 weeks. And then when you turn 36 weeks, that final month, you're going to be seeing your care provider every week until your baby is born. So you'll be seeing them a little bit more frequently, but that's a good thing. So then you can write down your questions, any concerns that you have, take advantage of that time so you can feel more prepared for what's to come.
1: Yes. And at 28 weeks, when you first enter your third trimester, you're going to have another round of lab work. And most people get like their blood drawn and a normal CBC done to check for anemia and infections and HIV and all of that once more. And addition to that, you would also at that point have your glucose screening. So ACOG suggests that everyone have their blood glucose challenge done around 28 weeks, different offices and different practitioners take a different approach to this. For some people, they have a screening where you drink a 50 gram glucola drink and an hour later test your blood glucose. And if you pass that, then you're totally done. However, I will say, and I always tell my friends and my clients this, that lots of people fail that one-hour glucose challenge. And if you fail it, then you take a three-hour glucose test. And that one is actually diagnostic to whether or not you have gestational diabetes. However, you can also skip over the one hour and do a two-hour to begin with, that includes a fast and drinking 75 grams of glucola. And that one is also diagnostic. And that's what most midwives I know do the two-hour glucose. And you know, you should also talk to your care provider if you're interested in any alternatives to what that might be. I'm not going to lie. I'm a midwife and I just went ahead and drank the glucola <laughs> because I felt like it was the best studied option. And it was just the easiest for the lab that I was going to, to just go ahead and drink it. But there are lots of alternatives that you can do with testing your blood sugar at home um, for two weeks after each meal and testing your fasting blood sugar at home, or possibly drinking something with sugar that isn't the glucola drink. And so just know that most practitioners will ask that you do some kind of glucose screening and that it usually happens around 28 weeks. Mary
0: Alice, tell us, what does that glucola stuff taste like for all of our people who have not had to drink
1: it? It tastes like, so I got so lucky. I had the fruit punch flavor. And I, oh, I was going nice. to ask for it if I didn't get it. <laughs> because I know from experience that, well, I don't do artificial orange flavor. That just is not, like, I can't drink orange soda. Like, I don't, I really, really don't like orange candy. I don't like artificial orange flavor. So that wasn't going to work. And then the lemon lime, I was going to be like, eh, maybe. So I got the fruit punch flavor, which is the one that I wanted. And I brought a straw with me because I knew that I'd be able to drink it quicker out of a straw and that it wouldn't like swish in my entire my whole mouth that way. And so I brought my straw, I stuck it in, and I drank it in like two minutes super fast. And it really, really, really tasted to me like a melted popsicle. Like it was like so, so much sugar. Like It's just like so concentrated. And it's like a flat soda that is like – has like half of the water taken out of it. It's super thick. So it's definitely doable though, but I highly recommend bringing a straw with you. That was, I took my own advice. I always tell people to do that. And I was like, after I did it, I was like, wow, wow, that's great advice that I've been giving people for years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad I did that.
0: And it's such great advice for people to know that they can ask for a different flavor. You guys, yeah. if they give you a flavor I mean, I that don't you know is not going to sit with you.
1: I, I, don't, I think it depends on who the person is. Who the well, lab I would demand
0: is. it. I'd be like, I am not drinking this yeah. stuff unless I get the flavor I, was
1: I want. I definitely prepared for a fight. And also this lab tech, I had already like, I got there and I wasn't in the system. And there was just this whole, like, it was a whole thing. And she was already annoyed at me. And so I just kept being like, please give me fruit punch. Like in my head, I was like, I do not (laughs) want to have to fight with you again. But I was prepared to do it.
0: (laughs) Hey, whatever works. Whatever works. Because I know some people who have gotten like sick to their stomach. Yeah, that's what I was worried about.
1: I was was really worried about throwing up because I just, you know, I just didn't know. But it was fine.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Okay, guys, another screening or test that you're going to have to do is... For GBS, so again, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists re Recommends that GBS testing uh, needs to be done on all pregnant women, and this is a vaginal and rectal swab, usually done in the thirty-sixth or thirty-seventh or week of pregnancy. And GBS stands for Group B Streptococcus, and it's honestly just a, a regular bacteria um, that's usually harmless in healthy adults. However, in newborns, it can really cause more serious infections, and I believe GBS is really only carried by 30% of women in the intestines or lower uh, genital tract area. So, so yeah, but it is I mean, one some third people- of,
1: you know, 30% is a third of people. So yeah, it is, it, for it's, sure. it's not uncommon.
0: No, it's definitely not uncommon. I feel like I, I feel like I know for some reason I know more people who have been GBS positive than negative. Oh, really? So, um, yeah, for some reason, all of my clients, <laughs> a lot of my clients have been uh, GBS positive. So I feel like that's definitely a, it's common. It's not something like, yeah. oh, you need to feel
1: embarrassed by, or it's something's yeah. wrong with you. I feel or like whatever. in our no. in our practice, it was about one. It's about one. It was about one, one third. third. Yeah, it felt, that good. always felt very accurate to me.
0: So, But yeah, if you go into labor though, earlier than 36 weeks, you may be tested at that time for GBS because if you are GBS positive, you will be at least recommended or required to receive antibiotics throughout labor. And basically it's an IV drip, it's penicillin or another alternative if you're allergic to penicillin and it's administered as soon as you're in labor or as soon as your water breaks. And it's given to you every four hours until you give birth to your baby. Mm -hmm.
1: And you may also have a growth scan or a final ultrasound, especially if you're seeing an OB. Um, Often they'll do an ultrasound around 36 weeks. One, to make sure that baby for sure is head down and to make sure that they're growing well. Sometimes they do it earlier. Everyone is a little bit different. But it's pretty standard procedure just to make sure that everything looks good and that baby is on track for. Their growth. I do just tell people to keep in mind that it, they're not super accurate about the weight of the baby, and so do your research and ask good questions. If they tell you something like your baby's going to be ginormous, just as a caveat. <laughs> no, that's super helpful uh, for people to know because yeah, they can be one to two pounds off sometimes, yes. so. and that's like a huge percentage of your baby's weight.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's that's massive. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Mary Alice, I feel like we covered a whole bunch of stuff and luckily. We did.
1: That was a lot.
0: Yeah, we haven't, luckily, you and I haven't experienced all of these things, but we have experienced the majority. So, you guys who are listening should feel comforted <laughs> knowing that you are not alone if you are experiencing these things as well. So, you guys, as always, we like to hear your thoughts and are curious if you had any or all of these third trimester experiences. And if there is anything else that you would add to our list, we'd love for you to share them with us on our Facebook page where we'll be posting today's episode. We'll also be answering everyone's questions in the comments. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at the Baby Chick, And of course, visit our website, wwwbaby for more.